Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Somebody, anybody, can I get a drum roll, please? This is our 500th podcast episode. Oh my gosh. 500 episodes of money, tips and tricks, saving strategies, travel destinations, healthy money mindset stories and tips, money stories from entrepreneurs, authors, musicians, and so much more all along the way. And you've been listening there episode by episode week by week. So today, for our 500th episode, I celebrate you and I'm so proud of your money journey bit by bit, day by day, step by step. So don't go anywhere. We have got so much more in store for you. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? 
Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. I find it so very interesting that our 500th episode is actually airing four days before my birthday. When I was plotting out, I was looking at the calendar, trying to see where this 500th episode would slot in. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's going to be July 2nd. My birthday is obviously on July 6th. I was like, this is so fortuitous. Like, this is amazing timing that just happened to work out. Like, what an amazing birthday present to have 500 episodes air right before my birthday. And honestly, I've loved every single second of it, even the beginning episodes that are so rough. Like, please don't go back and listen to the first few episodes. I honestly didn't know what I was doing. That was before podcasting was kind of what podcasting is. That was over four and a half years ago. And I think on a Friday, I said, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. And by the next Friday, I had my first episode up. So there wasn't a lot of strategy behind it. And there wasn't a lot of forethought. But you know what? I'm actually really proud that I had the idea and I just went for it. And I think if you can gleam anything from this, it's just I had an idea and I just decided to go full force with this idea, not knowing what was going to happen, not knowing if anybody was going to listen, not knowing what doors it was going to open or what it would turn into. Maybe I would have only ended up doing a few episodes. So I just could have never foreseen that four and a half years ago, we would be sitting here with more than 7 million downloads in over 164 countries and that we would be doing our 500th episode. Would have never guessed that. But here we are, right? And it's so cool because you and me, we've developed this relationship, right? You need me and I need you. And I just really want to thank all of you for everything that you've done, every friend that you've shared this podcast with, every time you've put it on Instagram or tweeted about it or whatever social media you use, anytime you grabbed your friend's phone and said, you need to listen to this episode, I just really want to thank you because without you doing that, this podcast could not grow, absolutely could not grow. It has grown almost 100% grassroots. I've not hired a PR agency. I've not, um, I, I, I've just not grown it any other way. It's gone person by person and it's spread organically that way. And to me, that's just a really amazing testament that you can have an idea that you don't have to have a ton of money to get an idea off the ground. And that if you do the hard work and you, and you have the consistency with what you're doing, I mean, I, you know, podcast after podcast weeks when I was sick, when I didn't want to do it anymore, the week when I lost my hearing and I was like, God, this is so ridiculously hard. I can't even hear now and I got to do interviews and I got to keep bringing this content. And so many people, after I lost my hearing, they were like, well, aren't you going to stop doing the podcast? I'm like, are you kidding me? No, I'm not going to stop doing the podcast. This makes it even better because again, 
we have this relationship. You're here for me. I'm here for you. And there's so much left for us to do. So I'm excited to keep doing it. And as you listen to this episode, I am blissfully off somewhere tropical with my hubby, Jeff, relaxing. And all I've wanted to do the past year, I just kept saying over and over again, all I want to do is put my feet in the sand somewhere and feel the sun on my face. I needed a complete time to reset. I think we all have those times in our lives where we just need a reset. And for me, travel is that reset. In fact, I'm recording this episode before I leave on vacation, and I'm just going to be really brutally honest with you that (laughs) it's really hard for me to work the week before I go on vacation. Like, all I want to do is research restaurants and things to do and hikes to go on and massages to have and all of that amazing stuff that I probably won't end up doing half of it, but that's all I want to do. So it's really hard to focus and I don't know if you can relate. Um, I've I tried to break this like the week before I go on vacation. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just like power through things. It's gonna be like this amazing week. And then I get to the week and <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm really tired. <laughs> can I have a vacation before the vacation? But things don't work that way. So I'm actually gonna be posting some of my favorite money-saving travel tips along the way on this trip on Instagram stories. So if you're interested, you can easily find me at Shauna Game, and I'm going to show you how we go vacation somewhere that is normally very, very expensive. And we do this on a small budget and we still have so much fun. We still eat great food. We still have amazing activities that we're participating in, but seeing as I'm a money expert, it's it's really hard for me to actually just needlessly spend money. And I, I, I always think even when I have a fair amount of money to spend on a trip, I'm like, why would I do this? Why would I spend all of this money if I know there is a better and smarter way to go on a trip and have the most amazing experience and still not spend a fraction of this budget. So I'm just going to share with you. I've asked uh, some people have actually asked me to share along the way different things. So if you're interested, go ahead and check that out. But for this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about, have you been watching that show Big Little Eyes on HBO? They're in their second season and I am completely addicted. It's devious and witty and definitely plot twisting. And all the markings of a really good show, in my opinion. I am a absolute drama movie show person. I'm not a comedy person, which probably says a lot about my personality. <laughs> uh, Jeff is completely the the yang to my yin. He is a hundred percent comedy. Loves comedy. He actually likes rom coms. Don't tell him that I'm actually telling you that. But. Um, he loves to laugh. He's always trying to get me to laugh and to loosen up. And I'm like, I just like the drama. <laughs> it's just who I am. So I really like this show. And it got me thinking about our own little, or I should say big little money lies that we tell ourselves. I see this all the time when I'm sitting with someone talking about money. 
they just always seem to bubble up to the surface, these big little money lies that we have. And it's not like we intend to lie to ourselves. It's not like we start out saying we're going to tell ourselves all of these lies. It just sort of happens. I talk a lot about about budgeting. We haven't really had a lot of episodes recently about budgeting, but budgeting is just a giant lie game if you think about it, right? Because the way that we were taught originally to budget was you just create a list of all your income, all your expenses for the upcoming month, and you have this sheet of paper, you have it on your phone, or you, you have it in your computer, and you go through the month, and then at the end of the month, you you look back at your budget, and you're like, wait a minute, it said I was supposed to have $700 left, and I'm $500 in the hole. The hell happened? It's because it lied to you. You can put whatever you want on the budget. It's It's not accurate. And so a lot of people who give up on budgeting, who are so frustrated with budgeting, it's because it's lying. You created the lie. I hate to break it to you. But the numbers are lying to you. They're not an actual representation of what's going on with your money. That's why I talk about we've got to do that, that second column at the end of the month that actually tells us what we did actually spend because that's not a lie. That is the truth. And then we can compare that to what we set up at the beginning of the month and we can see where things maybe fell apart. It's the most amazing way to get a handle on where you're spending your money so that you can achieve all the goals that you want. Again, it's the only reason you do any of this is because there's stuff that you want to do. There's stuff you want to buy. There's places you want to go. And so in order to achieve that, you just got to be smart. You're going to make some smart money moves. And so anyway, that's just my long rant on how budgeting lies to you. But I used to tell myself that I could never make a mistake because I was a money expert. And I know I've shared this story with you before, but I used to never look at my ATM receipts. I would go to the bank and I would deposit a check or I would take money out and I would get a receipt and I would fold it up into some sort of crazy origami shape and I would put it in my wallet and I would never again look at it. I just had this fear around looking at the numbers and it was crazy and unfounded because it wasn't that I didn't have enough money in my bank account. It was just I had this mental block, this lie that I was telling myself that I had to be perfect. I had to make all the right money moves because I was this expert. And if I looked at that sheet of the paper with with the numbers on it and it pulled me something that I didn't want to see, then somehow I was a failure. And you can see how this starts to snowball. And it's all ridiculous because none of it really actually is true. It's just what has been created in my head. And that scary little monster person in my head that was roaming around saying, you can't look at your ATM receipts, was really taking over much more of my life than I recognized that it was taking over. So I learned that I had to get rid of this lie. I had to face it. And for me, I had to face it because I was going through a divorce. And when you're going through a divorce, you actually really got to look at those ATM receipts. So I remember the day that I decided just to flip over the receipt and look at it. And I was like, this isn't that bad. Why was I not looking at the receipt? Then I started looking at all the past receipts like a crazy person. And I actually felt really empowered. 
which is a, a strange word to use, but there was something in that for me that really clicked because I'd been telling people about money lies for years. I'd been helping people recognize their money lies for years and years and years. And I'd actually been watching them feel empowered and watching them change things with their money and with their goals because they were able to get rid of these lies. And yet there were lies that were still stuck inside me. And I think that's what's so cool about digging deep and dealing with those not so pretty places inside of us when we do, we realize it's not so bad. We can have that money conversation with our significant other and we're not going to (laughs) die. We can finally look at our bank account balance and it's all going to be okay. We are free from being defined by our cash just because we've decided to make up our mind that the cash doesn't define us. Those numbers don't have any other relevance in my life except that's just the money coming in and out, coming in and out. And it's going to be in constant flux every day, every minute, right? Money goes up, money goes down. This is just the way life happens. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. So I don't, I don't want you to discount those things. There are marvelous steps in your money journey 
but they're just, they're big steps in a human journey. When you start to realize how all this stuff is interconnected and you start to put the puzzle pieces together of why maybe certain things haven't happened to you or why you're stuck in certain places or stuck on certain goals. I think when you start to spend some time thinking about these money lies and think about how they're holding you back, it's not that it's sudden transformation, but I've seen it with enough people. And certainly I'm speaking from my own experience when I'm telling you this, that this stuff just works. So I thought, why not walk through some of these common money lies I see people tell themselves. Maybe you can relate to one or two. Maybe it's just a little kick in the pants to get rid of the shit that doesn't serve you. Whatever it is for you, we're going to tackle these. And disclaimer, before I go through these, a few rules. So number one, know that we all have these money lies. So you are definitely not alone in this. And number two, the money lies have nothing to do with the amount of money you do or do not have in your bank account. All right. I want you to really hear that. So I've just walked through a crap load of money lies with someone who makes two million bucks a year and they are absolutely stuck. So they've got a lot of money coming in. Most of us would gladly trade the situation, but they're stuck. They're stuck in these money lies. So I just want to give those little disclaimers. So let's go through some of these lies. Let's dissect these. Let's tear this stuff out of us. Get rid of this stuff that doesn't work. So lie number one, this was my lie that I hinted at, was perfectionism. The fact that you think you have to be perfect with your money, otherwise you're not doing it right. Whatever that word is for you, whatever resonates for you, there's a lot of chatter and noise out there in the blogosphere and the podcast sphere and all types of spheres that... If you don't follow a set checklist, if you're not doing one through 10 things in a specific order, that somehow you're not doing this right. And I know that a lot of us need that. We need the step-by-step. We need a handhold. We need an action plan. We need to feel like we know what we're doing with our finances. And that's great. That is absolutely great. But to say that you take these 10 steps and suddenly your money is perfect, suddenly all your goals are are coming true and uh, you're just you're just in a good place is crazy. It is crazy talk because we're all so different. So what works for you is not going to work for me and vice versa. And so I have just learned that the idea of perfectionism, that lie keeps you really stuck because it, it forces you to sometimes make not good decisions because you choose the choice that is going to make you feel like you're perfect. I hope that makes sense. So that's lie number one. Lie number two, that your past will define you. This is where I see a lot of people seriously stuck, (laughs) just drowning in mud in this one. And I get it. I totally get it. I have made so many money mistakes in my past we could just sit here for hours with a cup of tea or an adult beverage and <laughs> go over those those money mistakes. And likely you probably have a laundry list of them as well. But if you're rooting yourself in the past and you're you're constantly going back to what didn't go right, you're not allowing your your mind and your heart and your body and your whole being to propel you forward into the future. And that's what you need. And so I've made a lot of mistakes, like I've said, but 
I've also learned that all of those mistakes then help me make a better choice going forward. Or at least I know, okay, I'm going to pause before I make this decision because it didn't go so well last time. And I'm going to actually have a conscious thought around it, whether that is how much money you're spending, whether that is buying that house right now or waiting on it, whether that's quitting your job and starting your own business, whatever that is for you. I think that if you just give yourself a little time to think about what happened in the past, what maybe would you do different now, but don't get hung up so much of what happened in the past. And I see this again with with investing, particularly with women, where they'll say, I invested in X, Y, and Z. I lost money. I'm never doing that again. I'm like, ooh, no, no, don't ever use the words never, never. (laughs) Don't use those words because I want you to find that place where you're like, all right, so that happened in the past, but that is not guaranteed to happen in the future. So again, if that's if that's really bubbling up some stuff for you, think about what that lie means to you. Lie number three, you have to save X fill in the blank amount of money to be safe with your money. And this really points to a lot of those articles a lot of the wisdom and thought of you need to save a million dollars for retirement or you need to have x amount of dollars in your in your emergency fund or what what there's so many different examples i could go through of this that's all bs it is all bs because it has no framework in your own life so i have seen people literally kill themselves to try and save a certain amount of money and when i ask them why are you saving this amount of money and forgoing all these other aspects of your lifestyle that you really love? Like whether it's working out or going to a cooking class or going out to dinner on a date night with your husband, whatever it is. And they say, I don't know, because I, I felt like I read some article that said I needed to save this amount of money. And they don't even really know why they're saving that amount of money. They Again, it has no practical framework in their lives. Saving money is great. Saving money is is amazing. I've never heard anyone pass away and say, whoops, I saved too much money. Never heard that. (laughs) But you have to have a reason for why you're saving that amount. You have to have that attached to something either now or something in your future. For some of us, our idea of later in life, 60s, 70s, 80s, we don't want to live in a big house. Maybe we don't want to travel the world. Maybe there's so many things we, we might not want to do. So our version of what we need to save is so radically different from somebody else's. It's impossible for you to just blatantly say, save this amount of money. Lie number four, if you grew up rich or you grew up poor, that's the way you'll stay. So it kind of goes along with the past will define you. But I I see a lot of people stuck in, in this particular one where they'll say to me, but I was poor growing up. And so I've just come to accept that that's the way it's going to be. Or I came from a really wealthy family and eh, it's just going to stay that way. No, <laughs> It's only there's only a one word answer. No, (laughs) you don't know what life is going to throw at you. You don't know what's coming your way, whether it's 
good or not so good. We all have the good and not so good. So I'm just going to frame it that way. If you look at everybody's life, there are times where they're really flush with money, times when they are absolutely not. And Sometimes when you're looking at other people's lives, it's easy to see them rolling along. It's easy to see everything going well with them. But when you peel back and you look under the onion layers, it's not been that linear. It's not been. There have been times of, of frustration, of fear around money, of, of lots of things that are going on under the surface. So I beg you to not stay in the mindset of however you grow up, is how you're going to stay in the future. Line number five, you don't know what you're doing. I love this one. (laughs) I really love this one because you're listening to this podcast. You're already interested. You're already learning. You're already growing in what you know about money. Do you know everything? No. Do I know everything? No. Do any of the guests on this show know everything? Absolutely not. We're all learning. We're all trying to figure this out together. And so I don't want you to be fearful of making a decision around your money, whether it's big or small, because you think you don't know what you're doing. We're all going to make mistakes. I really, I want to burst that myth and that bubble so badly. I so badly want to take each and every one of you and I want to sit around a giant table and I want to share stories of so many people that I've been in their life over the past 15 years dealing with their money. And I want you to see how almost everybody's story is virtually identical. We're dealing with different sets of money. We're dealing with different debt. But overall, it's pretty much the same stuff that comes out of everyone. So don't get stuck in that you don't know what you're doing because you know a lot more. And I want you to really give yourself credit for what you know, because you're like super smart. Line number six, there's not enough money to achieve your goal. And a lot of these are pretty similar. And I think that we can get stuck in, in a lot of them, but there's always enough money to achieve your goal. There's always a way. I have started so many businesses from when I was 19 on till today where there logically wasn't enough money. I bought a house at 24. (laughs) There logically wasn't enough money to do that, but I did it and I survived it. And that's not what I want you to take away. But what I want you to take away is that there's always a way. There's always a way to achieve your goals. And there's always a way to find just a little bit extra money in your bank account. It takes... It takes a little rolling up the sleeve. It takes sometimes a little blood, sweat, and tears, but it's it's really worth it because there's so much that you can achieve in this world, and I just don't want you to get hung up on thinking that there just isn't enough. Okay, last lie. Lie number seven kind of goes with lie number six. You're not worthy of a big bank account. I hear this a lot from a lot of different people that you feel, I don't know what the right word is. Maybe you feel a little weird or a little awkward saying that you want to make money or that you want to have a lot of money so you can help other people, whatever it is for you. Some people are just stuck in thinking that they're not worthy of a big bank account. And again, I'm going to call BS on that one because it's not true. And just because 
Maybe you desire to have a bigger bank account. Maybe you desire to invest more. Maybe you desire to build a really profitable business. Whatever that is that you desire, it doesn't make you an icky person. What makes you an icky person is the actions that you do with your money once you have that money. <laughs> that can turn you into an icky, greedy monster if you if you let it play that way. But you're not going to let it play that way. You're going to be smart with your money. You're going to do cool things. You're going to go out and you're going to change the world. And so I don't want you to ever get stuck in thinking that you're not worthy of a big bank account because you're worthy of it. I'm worthy of it. We're all worthy of it. There's more than enough money to go around for absolutely all of us. And if you live in the US, you live in a capitalistic country, whether you like it or not. And there are a lot of ways that we can use the money that we make to help other people. And I think, again, if we just did that, like imagine how different the world would be. So I know some of these money lies, maybe they sound a little silly, like something that happens to your friends and not something that happens to you, but I've been there myself. So you're in, you're in good company. <laughs> so for our 500th episode, I just really wanted to remind you how awesome you are and how important it is to just clear some space in your mind and your heart, whatever it is for you to be ready to grab hold of the rest of 2019. We are halfway through this year and there's so much left in this year. There's so much more out there for you. It's just waiting for you. So for our 500th episode, I just want you to ditch those money lies. Tell them that they can just go away. <laughs> they have absolutely no place in your life. They're not stopping you anymore. They're not getting in the way anymore. And let's together step into all that is in store for us for the rest of this amazing year. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.